Hey, I'm Charmaine. And together we're going through it. Episode 10. Episode 10. We did it. Holy shit, how excited. We're here. Man, I did not think that we would get this far. Nah, I'm kidding. I knew it. But like, I didn't yeah. think it would come this quick. Yeah, it's gone. Where really did the quick, time go? Dude. Like ten weeks. Holy shit! I'm so excited about all that we've learned. Like, holy crap! The amount of shit that we've learned in the last ten weeks doing this. Like, from not really knowing anything to now, like, even just how we use speech and how we engage people and how we fucking edit shit like it we've come a long way i think we should be proud of ourselves yeah man i'm so proud of the both of us for the progress that we've developed over this time and all of the knowledge that we've shared with each other and hopefully we've shared with the listeners as well i hope that people have learned a lot of stuff that we've spoken about so far because I know I have and I've applied it to my life yeah it's great (laughs) yeah dude I hope that like and thank you guys for listening we have just hit 250 podcast downloads which is crazy it just keeps going up with that we've now got some listeners in the U.S. which is pretty cool Um, so it's spreading we're spreading Mm -hmm. guys I love it it's so exciting (laughs) So exciting. And I'm excited to talk about this topic today that you're going to introduce to us, Evie. This is like such a fucking integral one I like to dig deep into. Yeah, dude, I had fun researching this one. And do I always say that? Do I always have fun researching? I probably fucking do. I love it. Yes. This is our little hobby, right? (laughs) Yes. But today I want to talk about why we need critics, why we need criticism, why criticism is important for self-development and why, like, what are the differences between constructive and destructive? Why are we as a society so set on perfection and um, cancelling people for their mistakes? (laughs) Oh, man. Cancel culture needs to be cancelled. I hate it. Yeah, it's toxic as fuck, hey? Uh, I know. And, you know, I think that's one of those things is like the most toxic things that actually happen in life, people are not conscious to and conscious to what it actually does to their mind, their body, you know. Do you mean, are you referring to uh, cancel culture being the toxic thing? Yeah, but, like, also, like, other things being toxic, like McDonald's and sugar. <laughs> you know, it comes under a big umbrella, but... <laughs> yeah, it's a big it's umbrella. Just, but I just find that these... It's like a correlation. I see it as a pattern. Like, the most toxic things that people do, they, they're not conscious to it because they sort of enjoy it in a way. It's like being sold to them in in an enjoyable way, like... Oh, that bitch is cancelled. Hee 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 hee. And yeah, like all of yeah. all of your friends will jump on it like it's the sickest thing, but it's like <laughs> Yeah. I think it's like this Yeah, cancel culture to me is like this thing that um everyone's gonna uphold a certain uh image or a certain 
way of being on social media and like we're all not per obviously there are some big fucking ones that probably should be cancelled and I'm talking like Harvey Weinstein and those big pedos and shit like that like obviously they're cancelled and I'm not saying they shouldn't be um but you know if someone makes a mistake when they're like 18 like there was this fucking this girl who was 16 and she was kind of saying all lives matter, you know, getting onto that thing. She's fucking 16, bro. She got slammed by the internet. She lost her job. This little bitch is 16. Like, she probably doesn't even know what she's doing. Like, someone educate this girl, have a conversation, um, you know, share some constructive criticism about the message. And, yeah, she ended up coming out and saying, I'm so sorry, like, blubbering mess crying and and being like I've lost my job I, I didn't know what I was saying I and she was just jumping on a bandwagon man like on a social media bandwagon of kind of like um yeah not really researching what she's saying and just jumping on and saying something I mean you're 16 but like the cancer culture surrounding that chick now it's like does she now is she cancelled now like what is this what's this culture now is she now gonna um, always be cancelled because of one mistake she made when she was 16. Like, thank fuck the internet wasn't really around when I was 15 because, yeah. like, I've done some shit, you know? Yeah. And it's rough out there for people to put their opinions up on the internet for everyone to see and have it so slammed. Yeah. Uh, we should be understanding and a bit more loving and have compassion where it's needed in regards to silly little mistakes like that like simply not doing your research on a topic Mm -hmm. that's such a deep topic she and she she was a just an obviously like a, a, a teenage girl who hadn't done her research and was speaking out of her ass and I guess that's the point of this of this um topic that I wanted to talk about today is how can we give criticism both like on social media because obviously we don't agree with everything we see on social media how can we do it in a way that's constructive in a way that has a conversation and uh even in our family lives as well how can we give criticism to our friends our partners our parents our whoever it is in a way that uh helps each other because I think criticism is so, so important for self-development and having yes men around you is not the way to go. Yeah, I agree, 100%. So mm. let's get into it. Yeah, so like... definitely went on a tangent there about <laughs> cancer culture. It nah, really gets my nah. goat. <laughs> no, it is, uh, yeah. it is relevant so, for right now. Yeah. So criticism can be both constructive or destructive i'm sure everyone's heard of the terms um but both have the ability to motivate demotivate encourage discourage they both have their positives and negatives um and each form whether constructive or destructive carries a different message so the the dictionary definition because you know evie loves a dictionary definitions bitch is (laughs) (laughs) the dictionary definition of constructive criticism is helping to improve, promoting further development or advancement. And then dictionary definition of destructive is performed with the intention to harm someone, uh, destroy or 
yeah, destroy someone's creation, prestige, reputation or self-esteem. So my question to you is, can you give us an example of constructive and destructive criticism in your life that, yeah, just whatever, doesn't have to be massive? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, destructive, for some reason, I think a lot <laughs> A lot of people have stopped giving me that since high school um, because they know I don't tolerate that shit and they better not get into, they better not fucking cross me with Mm -hmm. some bullshit destructive criticism. Um, But like, you know, stuff like, um, I feel like it's like insults, like silly little insults, like you're ugly, your work isn't good enough when it clearly is. Because someone's feeling enough, feeling a way about your work, um, yet I don't know. I haven't really experienced anything too destructive off the top of my head, but it's it's very petty sort of destructive criticism. It's very it's not done with thought. I feel like it's done through uh, emotion, um, but constructive is definitely done with thought. So. Uh, constructive being um, like, for example, someone like my sister would have told me in the past, um, you know, you get a bit too messy when you drink. So, you know, can you just maybe not drink so hectically next time because it really affects me on a night out or something <laughs> like that. Um, and... But mostly to like, I give myself constructive criticism. So usually I'll just go, okay, so the last six months you haven't done any workouts whatsoever or any physical exercise. So what can we do to, to like get you fit again? Because I don't want to call you, like, I don't want to call myself like flubby or like fat or gross I just want to be like girl you ain't toned right now and you can't lift for shit (laughs) and you couldn't run a mile like so how can we you know change that up and and promote that further development yeah so I guess it's kind of like constructive is done in a way with love like or not necessarily love but it's done in a way of uh being uh like building blocks so rather than like coming in smashing the whole tower down to the absolute core and being like you're fat you don't do fucking anything like go lay on the couch it's more of like no you've got this I know you can do this here are some ways that you can do this and I guess like if we're talking about the example of having constructive criticism on social media I'm sure everyone has seen people be mean and people you know use derogatory language and whatever on social media if they don't agree with something but it's just approaching the conversation differently and asking more questions that kind of help the person then um, gain a deeper understanding of what it is they're actually talking about in the first place so say if I'm on social media and I'm talking about reading and you disagreed with what I'm saying and you commented on my thing and said, you know, you asked me about four questions about something to do with reading, impart a little bit of your perspective, but kind of still kind of keep that um, conversation 
about the topic, but asking questions, asking more perspective rather than just downright going, no, nah, you're a fucking idiot. Like, or, or just no, because I don't think like that sort of behavior, that's destructive criticism. It doesn't really help you gain a new perspective or insight onto the situation. And that's a benefit of constructive criticism is that it gives new perspective and valuable insight. Mm. Um, some other uh, benefits is it furthers bonding and trust between the two parties that are having um, the conversation. Um, and usually at the end, there's not hurt pride or resentment toward the other person. So, you know, if someone's like, mm, fuck reading, hate reading, I'm like, oh, how could you? <laughs> like, dude, that's a reading. But if someone was like to me, hey, I don't really enjoy reading for me, but for someone who doesn't really enjoy reading, what do you recommend? Or I don't know, just having a bit more of a um, open conversation where you're not just projecting and pointing the finger and criticizing in a negative way. I think like that leads to not having any resentment for the other person, like in that situation. What do you think? Yeah, no, I totally um, actually agree with what you're saying and the way that you described it is so perfect. Destructive is just tearing someone down for the sake of, protecting your own pride, protecting your own beliefs and not changing those beliefs. It's kind of like ego in a way. It's like your ego wants to protect itself from being torn down and wants to stay the same. But with constructive criticism, it's more like, okay, there is some room for change here and I'm willing to do the work and I'm optimistic about the work that needs to be done. So I'm just going to ask the right questions in order to get that done in a certain way. Um, but, you know, it's interesting. It's just interesting because some people can't tell the difference between the two, no matter how much, no matter how you say it to them, which is what I find super interesting. Yeah, and I guess then... If you're, if you're that person who's feeling like some type of way when someone's challenging you, why is it that you feel that sort of way? And this is why I love conflict because it keeps you honest with yourself and others. Because if me and you are having a conversation and you didn't agree with something that I said and you... Uh, yeah, you gave me some criticism, but in a constructive way. And I'm feeling some type of way and like reacting in this way that's like, um, shaming, fuck off. Like, what is that in me that's getting triggered? Like, why can I not take that criticism and use it as a form of development? Like, what, what is that? Why? And usually it goes back to fucking childhood trauma and like, you know, trauma that you've sustained in your past. Um, but I think that's important. It's like, how do I react in situations that aren't ideal? Mm, that's right. I think it's so great to have that opportunity to ask yourself and go deeper mm. within yourself and that healing that needs to be done. And everyone, and, uh, sorry, you go. And just accepting that we're not perfect and we shouldn't strive for perfection, hey? That's right, dude. That's exactly what I was about to say because when I was doing this research, <laughs> like it said... No one wants to 
like everyone that posts on social media likes their post you know like I'm not going to post something that I think is shit I personally like it and I'm trying to express something that I like so obviously we do get a little bit hurt maybe if someone doesn't like that or expresses something that we weren't really expecting so I'm not saying that you shouldn't feel a bit taken aback or a little bit like oh I I wasn't expecting that because we all kind of have that feeling of like when we're presenting information that we got it right, you know, that we've fucking done it, we've got it right, it's amazing. But that's the thing about presenting information and and having an opinion. It's like you have to also prepare for yourself to be wrong because you could be so fucking wrong. Oh, yeah. And being wrong is not the end of the world. And it doesn't make you any less smarter. It doesn't make you any less knowledgeable. Um, it doesn't make you any less of a person. It just makes you realize, hey, wait a minute, maybe there's some growth here that I need to explore or I need to do my research and and, and spend more time here instead of um, just saying it. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking it out. Yeah, exactly. And I think one of the biggest things about society these days, and because social media is so prevalent in our society, um, that we as a human race have a problem with saying we're wrong and we have a problem with shifting accordingly to new perspectives. I think a lot of people hold on to their ideals and their perspectives even when presented with new information. And I think, like, the biggest thing that we can do is, like, have conflict in our life and be presented with new information and challenge people as well if you don't agree because you could change someone else's perspective and not even know it. Like, I think that that's so important. Um, And, yeah, like, how many times... Have I thought I knew about something to have a conflict with someone else and realize I was wrong in the way that I was thinking? And I've had times where I've been like, wow, thank fuck that person called me out on that thing because I didn't even realize I was thinking of it in this way. And now hearing their perspective, I'm now like, whoa, I've got so much to learn. Let me go back and like and open a book, <laughs> you know? Yeah, 100%. And I like to thank those people. I actually encourage more people in my life to do this. But I think because they haven't had the conversations with themselves or people in their lives, I don't think they're willing to have that conversation with me in a way. And I'm probably the, the one. I often, I feel like, in the past I've had conflicts with friends where I've tried to bring up something constructive in the way that they were acting and do it like with love and from the heart. And they just like fully did a like 180 flip and just like kicked me in the face and was just like, you're a fucking cunt. Why would you say that? You're not like making me feel good. So I'm going to fucking make you feel like even worse, you know? And it's like, Maybe the maturity level, maybe the level that they're not on yet, that, that, that you're on. 
you know like it's it's it makes me kind of sometimes that shit happens and did you stop did you stop being friends with that person when that sort of communication happened hell yeah because I felt super disrespected and uh they weren't even willing to speak about it in a constructive way so for me I found it easier to walk away than to keep trying to make someone see my truth or my perspective and you know other people may disagree and say you have to keep trying but I feel like people won't change or people won't see your view until they're willing to let that truth be a reality for them well yeah they have to be willing to let criticism in as long as you were giving criticism to that person in a nice well not a nice but in a constructive manner like I can understand the hurt from them if you were coming at them like you know in a destructive derogatory manner but if you're coming to them in constructive in a constructive way and trying to communicate it is really hard to continue those conversations if the other party isn't open to uh, disagreements and one of the fucking I love this line but one of the things I found about friendship and criticism is that genuine friendship shouldn't hinge on agreement so genuine friendship should make room for mutual forgiveness and understanding so your relationship like when when you do make room for mutual forgiveness and understanding and have that those those difficult conversations have those disagreements but you know you can move forward um you enter into a depth of friendship that you would have never achieved without the conflict so from what you were just saying about you had this conflict with that person and then now you're not friends anymore that conflict showed something that couldn't happen but imagine if that person was able to receive that conflict and adjusted accordingly and understood your perspective you would continue to be with that friend and continue to have those moments of fucking colliding and not and and fixing it yeah so i think like we, we're all not perfect. We're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to disagree with each other at some point. Um, and we need to be open and, like, ready to change and adapt to our, our opinions and what we think. A hundred percent. Nothing is indefinite ever. So we always have to adapt and change with our surroundings and uh, and in the way that we grow as people. And mm. it, it just happens subconsciously. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a little quote here from Hans Selye. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his last name, S-E-L-Y-E. As much as we thirst for approval, we dread condemnation. So this is sort of in regards to society and cancel culture again. So with cancel culture, we can see there is no privacy. It's all online. It's all out there. Millions of people have seen your mistake. There's no room for mutual forgiveness because, you know, if you've posted something on Twitter, there's no privacy there. There's no conversation between, you know, you and a million people to have this forgiveness. 
there's no understanding. Maybe when you post something later being like, I'm sorry, or, you know, something like that, um, there would be. But I think just generally there is no room for privacy, forgiveness or understanding when it's all on social media like that. Um, and this constant thirst for approval that we as a society have. Because I, I, I know from personal experience with myself, like, I used to get hurt when people would uh, critique me in a way. I don't know what it was, like, something inside me that was like, oh, but I'm right. I Like, you know, uh, this is actually what should happen. And I know so many people are like that. And I think now that it's all on social media, it's all projected. It's all up there. Anyone in the world can say what they want and cancel someone if they want. It's just fucking, yeah, it's full on, man. Yeah, super duper toxic. I do not support that cancel culture whatsoever. But I do do love uh, the quote because... I think that's why people also do post so much in a way on socials is because they have this deep thirst for approval and then they just get hit and they dread the condemnation when it comes around sometimes mm. Mm. and there's that that wanting to connect I get it people post because they want to connect or people post because of business or whatever it is like we all have that and uh, it's natural. It's a natural state to kind of put your guard up or have a bit of a recoil if someone goes, "Hey, don't agree with you," and you go, "Oh, hang on a sec," because it doesn't happen often. It really does not happen often unless you've got a massive platform and people commenting all the time. If you've got a small platform, really, it doesn't happen unless it's in your friend groups. Really, um, but moving on, we've talked about <laughs> constructive criticism. And the part that it plays in self-development. Um, but do you think destructive or negative criticism helps self-development? Do you think, like, it is similar to constructive in that it does help in a way? Yeah, I feel like it helps you to realise if it came from a friend, you'd kind of be able to see their perspective on you a bit deeper. Uh, if it came from... A stranger it would just I guess help you to redefine and communicate your belief system and what you feel and sticking up for that purpose I like to be honest it's like you could just ask me like the craziest thing was constructive and I would say yes because I feel like everything we go through in life no matter what it is can always be in a constructive way, but you just have to find the constructiveness of it, like for yourself. Because if we keep thinking that we're victims and if we keep letting people tear us down and make us feel like shit and stay on that lower level, that's where we're going to stay. So, (laughs) yeah, my answer is always going to say yes to everything that we encounter in this life is hella constructive, but it's up to you to, to find that. Yeah, and these comments, like whether negative or constructive, contain certain truths and messages that, like, you can decode for yourself, like, definitely, like, and it's so, I don't know, it's so subjective to you. 
like if someone said a certain criticism to you, um, you'd have to be like, right, what does that mean to me? Does it mean anything? Does it wash off me like an umbrella with water? Like, or does it affect me? And if it affects me, why? Why is it so deep? Mm, exactly. Most of the time I actually find it's people deflecting. <laughs> I don't know if you like are familiar with the term, but like I most of the time people like hmm, that's a good example. Okay. So if I posted myself in a bikini and someone said that is so ugly, look at your stretch marks, look at like your flubber and they're deflecting their insecurity of wanting to be perfect onto you. So, yeah. So to me, if, if I was to read that, my mind is already programmed to be like, they're deflecting their own insecurities on you. And if you love this picture, you shouldn't take it down because of one silly comment. And like my mind would like, Yeah, my mind's already kind of like constructively built to just reaffirm like why I did that and then recognize a deflecting moment of someone's insecurities. That's great that you can do that. I think that's why (laughs) so many um, uh, like uh, gurus, I won't say gurus because I don't really know the term, but like Gary Vee and Tony Robbins and like Joe Rogan and I'm trying to think of women gurus, like Africa book, like a lot of um, these gurus say if you have no haters, like you're doing something wrong because people are going to hate regardless. People are going to criticize regardless and you need to stand firm in your truth and your your message and your life um, and not let that affect you, not let the haters affect you. And if like obviously there's a difference with changing opinion and so if someone's hating on you because of your opinion on something can you change your opinion but you know if you're if you're out on social media like you the other day like putting out that vulnerability video um if you haven't seen that go on essential news on instagram and check out my girl um your video though like you're standing in your truth and you're doing what you want to do in that video and so are you going to be swayed by people that don't like it no because you're standing in that truth but if it was something that was fake and something that you didn't really believe in or that you aren't sure of yourself like maybe you might delete it or you might yeah you might you know do something like that that's what I mean like criticism can like makes you really honest because it makes you look at your stuff that you put out there and go, oh, yeah, no, this is me. (laughs) This is, I believe this, this is what I ride with. A hundred percent. I totally agree, dude. That's, yeah. But, yeah, personally, I would never post anything that I don't a hundred percent agree with because I'm just like, you know me, I'm a hundred percent truth all the way. I don't fuck around with lies. (laughs) It, it, mm-hmm. like yeah. my voice literally cannot like keep it in I'm just like <laughs> throat, chakra, throat chakra activate blah get out that energy yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. This but is what a... about you do you think the same do you feel the same yeah dude 100% I um 
I got a lot of negative, I got a lot of criticism when I was younger about, you know, the way I looked. I had really blonde hair and, like, the way I lived my life was a bit different to how the people lived their life. And even now, so I'm very different to other family members and the way that my life is going, I guess, is a bit different. Um, And people don't understand it sometimes. People criticise it. Um, and I guess like an example, when I was younger, there'd be a lot of, um, criticism about the way I looked, but it only made me rock it harder, you know, like that's who I was at the time and I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna make excuses or try and hide that away. I think there's always going to be people that don't like what you do and don't vibe with it. Um, but yeah, I think like now... I see everything as, like, uh, a chance to become something else. Like, I saw this comment and was like, negative comments help you begin to become who you want to be because they open up, like, a little bit of a window to the soul kind of thing and go, like, who do you want to be? Do you want to be better? What do you want to be? So, yeah, I don't know. I'm going on a tangent, man. I've had three coffees today, so I'm just like, blah, 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 blah. I love this tangent. Tangent me up, fam. Yeah. (laughs) I'm always ready for it. (laughs) I think just why you need critics, going back to the title of this, you can't be surrounded by yes men all the time, especially with social media um, and, you know, people just like shit, you know. People haven't really got the energy. There's a lot of shit out there. I mean, I do it as well. I Sometimes I just don't even, if I see something I don't agree with, like in a comment thread, sometimes I haven't got the energy to reply or start a challenge and that's all right. Like, but I think like in our personal lives, in our friendship groups, in our partnerships, we need critics to keep us humble, to keep us honest, to help us learn, help us shift perspectives. Like if I had just me and everyone else around me was yes men, I'd be like the most arrogant come ever, eh? Cause I'd just feel like, yep, I'm so right about everything. <laughs> but like, Keeping people around me that go, oh, Evie, have you looked at it in this way? Or I don't agree with that. This is why. I'm just like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I haven't got it right all the time and we mm-hmm. all don't. We all don't. And, yeah, if, if, if like, the saying goes we're continuously learning or unlearning, you know, this can be applied to this very moment of negative comments or or constructive criticism we have to learn from you know what what's what people are saying to us or what we're being presented with in a way yeah yeah and I guess we'll wrap it up there um have you got anything more to add no I just want to say this was a sick 10 episodes I'm so excited for our next season and more stuff to come it's I feel so developed as a person and going back to work next week and they're not gonna be ready ready. (laughs) amazing yeah dude these last 10 episodes have been great and thanks to all who have listened and continue to listen and there is a lot of people that give us criticism and feedback and I love it. Please do give us that because that is what helps us to grow. 
as people exactly what this whole episode is about. Like this has been a a journey for us learning how to speak on here and man, we're only going to go forward. We're only going to get better. Um, life begins when you start. So I'm fucking keen and I'm keen to get some guests on as well and get another, um, another voice. So if you're listening and you're interested, hit us up. Um, I don't want to like subject it to like people who are just academics and like celebs. I just want random people, dude. Like if you're, if you got some cool shit or you learnt some cool shit, like let us know. I think it'll just be a conversation and we'll just chill. I would love it. I want someone to talk to like us about coding or um or you could oh God, you could do I that. don't because I'm learning fucking <laughs> I need to get away from it. <laughs> Does anyone know quantum physics out there, like deeply? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Quantum physics, parallel universes come mm. through. Um any science pitches out there, holler at us. <laughs> Yay. All right. Well, next season guys oh yeah yeah I just remembered we're taking a break um for about a week or two to get our shit together before the next season and to plan everything out all amazing so if you don't see us on Spotify and that for a little bit it's because of that but keep your eyes peeled we love you and we'll see you soon yes bye bye